2: Good evening. It is the LFC day trip as it is the Monday night forum. Um, It is Ray Dicko, your host. I am back uh, from a few weeks away and um, I've finally gotten over the fact that uh, England didn't win those Euros. (laughs) Yeah, you'll be. Oh, did they not? I thought they won it ages ago. Yeah, I I thought it was in the bag, Andy, myself, but I got a bit carried away there. So I had to dust myself down and I am now back. Scouts, not English. We are back full on LFC uh, with a few weeks to go to the new season. So, um, I shed that skin and uh, tonight we've got um, Andy Young, top red. How you doing, Andy? Top, top red. I'm doing good, right? Excellent. Good. Um, we've got um, Davo, who's confusing me greatly with his uh, cross between a GAA <laughs> top and a golfing uh, cap. Ah,
3: uh, yeah. Yeah. God lend the cap off, Andy. <laughs>
2: look <laughs> well, into all kinds of sports i would imagine are you davo yeah
3: ah uh, look i can waffle about it and right <laughs> it's free season we know
2: we know <laughs> and then down we've got uh pete uh down in the bottom right hand corner we've got pete smith from Barcelona. how are you doing pete how's it going and good to see you again dick after so long yeah, cheers, Pete. Good to be back with everyone. So um we've got um we've got four topics uh tonight. Um we're gonna start with uh Davo this evening. Uh he's gonna um kick things off with the uh with the summer clear out. Um and uh Liverpool clearing the decks, uh raising the capital that's required to bring in um, nobody probably. Um, so, um, to, to funnel off to the Red Sox potentially. Um, and then we've got, um, <laughs> and then we've got, um, Andy, who's going to, um, have a discussion around, uh, some of the comments that came out from Jeannie Wijnaldum, um, uh, early, earlier over the weekend, um, and last week, um, about his departure, from Liverpool and uh, what's around it, that um, Peter's going to talk about um, the accountability that uh, is in football or lack of it for certain clubs, uh, whereas we're, we're, we're strictly uh, sort of playing it by the book, so to speak. Um, and then I will wrap things up and have a general discussion about what I feel is going to be the um, the best season ever, potentially, um, in some respects, uh, given. Um, other clubs strengthen and I I think we've got plenty to to go to war with even if we don't make uh, too much of a splash in the transfer market for the rest of the season so um, we will start with um, we'll start with Davo Um, Davo we've seen some um, we've seen some players leave um, uh, over the last few days Um, we've seen Harry Wilson leave yesterday £12 million uh, to Fulham following a number of uh, loan moves uh, previous to that. He's finally gone off the books. Um, We've seen Gruich go um, a few days back as well. There's talk of Shaqiri now getting into serious uh, talks with uh, Lazio, I believe. Um, And then we've got, you know, the potential of uh, Minamino moving on, uh, Harvey Elliott, um, some, some sort of sounds about him going out on loan this season. So, um, I'll I'll hand it over to you Davo. What what what's your what's you feeling on all of this right now?
3: Well, I think the last time I was on it was just before pre-season started and it was it was an upbeat excited topic, just great to see the lads back and I think I think this is as well. You don't like to see people look at it's just part and parcel of football players uh, moving on. And I won't steal this because it was Andy's show earlier, but it looks like an awful lot of pre-pandemic kind of last summer's business. If it had been a normal summer, it's kind of getting done now. Um, like you said, Grouge is gone. Wilson is gone. Uh, like The wheels are in motion really for like, signs are going to come in. Like that's just, I, I think if we all love, we all love a, a nice, shiny new sign, and I think most of us do, but this had to be done first. We, we are not a team that needs six or seven bodies to come in. We needed to get rid of a few, trim that squad down, and then bring in a couple, one or bring in probably two starters, or very close to starters that are. Uh, going to make a difference for us so I think I think it's a positive thing what's happening uh, in these uh, in these few weeks like you said you're getting lads off the wage. but I have a list here you've, you've grewwich Wilson oh and he's gone back to Union Bernier. uh like Shaq is seemingly talking to Lazio or getting or starting to make moves at Lazio these lads are on like these are on, on decent wages, particularly Lisa Gruwich. Shaq would be on decent wages. Minamino looks like it could be a, maybe a, a loan later in the winter to Southampton with an obligation to buy. We've we have Ojo linked with Brentford today. Um, Elliot could be going on a loan, seemingly to Brentford. I would probably like him to stay, but Brentford would seem like a good loan. But listen, the, the point of the topic is that space being made up now to. Start making moves to to bring the couple of players in that we need, and I think that's that's nothing but a positive.
2: Yeah, I mean, um I mean, over to you, Andy. I mean, this for for all intents and purposes, this summer has always looked like it needed to get. I think Deadwood would be a little bit harsh, but it certainly needed to have a bit of a a spring clean, and that didn't just mean bringing in one or two or three new faces, but it did also mean letting players go, get them off the wage bill, let them try and uh, push on, resurrect the careers elsewhere, yeah?
4: Yeah, like octavo said it there, last year they tried to do a lot of business and obviously it wasn't possible with the with the pandemic really kicking off and taking hold of football and the finance of football, so all that uncertainty, it's probably been a bit of setback of the plan, um, as much as Liverpool will plan to, uh, to bring players in. And the succession plan—they they have to get rid of certain players, where they want to call it dead or players that just haven't quite worked out. But it's part of football. Players have to um Have to leave. a lot of players featured last season that um, would have never featured only for all the injuries. So that absolutely has to be done. It's just when you look at two transfer windows of exits, it it adds up. You know, it is it is a big clear out. When you when you count up these players, like you know, we've named them already. But we we who played quite a lot of games last year. Genie who played practically all the games. Um, you've Gruich there who played no games, but it, it's still it's still an exit that's being promised for a while. Um, and and look, Aregi, Shaq, and uh, Nath Phillips probably go. One of the Williams might go. You know, these are players that have, have had involvement. And then there's a few players like Carius, you know, who was kind of gone, and Minamino, who was. He was gone as well, but they got that up, and uh, they got up to a significant amount of money that can be reinvested in um, in players over the course of you know their contracts. And I'm fairly certain that the the owners will reinvest that they always have, and it might be a little bit extra on top of that. So, um, if you if you look at maybe six, seven players gone, I'm sure we'll see at least another two or three come in.
2: Yeah, I mean Pete um Andy touches on something there around reinvesting this 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 cash that we're raising through through sales of players. I mean, you know, 12 million, you know, it's not it's not a bad fee for 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 um it's not it's not a, a bad fee. Um we've just got from Fulham um Grewich, obviously cash there in the bank. Do you expect us to to spend all of this cash um in yeah. this window, yeah?
0: The idea of spending money needs to be looked at. I mean, Liverpool, obviously, you know, the, 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 the model that FSG have, which works, is that we spend what we have. But we don't, you know, people need to get out of their heads. And claim, if there's anyone left out there who, who, who doesn't understand the way it works, that we don't, for example, we don't wait to, to save £30 million and then spend a 30 million player Liverpool will make a series of, of deals where they will structure their payments very very meticulously very carefully and I have to hand it to Fulham as well looking at what they did with, with Harry Wilson following the rules again and that'll be a, a huge topic later on. <laughs> Following the rules, they they obviously understand that they can't buy their way out of the championship, so we won't charge them a penny effectively until 2022. I think that's quite clever. But yeah, I think I agree with Andy that a lot of the deadwood, you know, that was postponed from being moved on from last year is now being kind of shifted on, and Liverpool will invest. Um, it, It's all about having that money to say, okay, we pay X amount up front, and we structure this deal over the next three or four seasons. That's the way Liverpool do business. And and I'll, we'll talk about it later on. I, I love the way Edwards and FSG do their business. It's incentivized. It keeps it, it keeps clubs interested and it puts real value on what you're trying to do out there in the market. Everything else, in my view, uh, destroys hunger. You know, you look at the deals being done, and you know, you, you, you throw 50, 60, 70 million in one go for a player. Um, unless it's a Virgil van Dijk level, it very rarely works out, whether it's the, the club looking at you kind of thinking, are you fools? Or it's a player looking at you kind of thinking, you've destroyed my hunger now. I'm no longer, I've made it. I'm there. I don't yeah. need to be incentivized. I love the way Liverpool do business, to be honest. It's not for, for the Twitterati who have no patience and want to see everyone come in in one, one fell swoop, but it's for the guys out there, the, the players out there who who believe in their own ability and need to be incentivized. So, yeah, I agree with Andy. We sell, and it's funny, Philip Casey made the, the, the point a few weeks ago. The machine is fed by all of these young players like Ryan Kent, for example, who come in, we get six, seven, eight, nine, ten million pounds for them, and then we invest that ten million pounds cleverly in bigger names and structure those deals to incentivize both the player and the selling club. So mm. I'm really happy with the way Liverpool do business.
2: So, just back to you, Davo. Before we move past this, so if we if we, if we we've we've raised pretty much thirty million pounds uh, from the three lads who've gone so far, uh, potentially more to come in. If we were to invest in a a forty to fifty million pound player in in this window, what position would you want that to be in?
3: Um, well, listen, I think the two we need is in midfield, and then someone um, someone up front. Be it whether you want the boys discuss it last night, whether you want a Vlaovic uh, type of centre-forward, kind of a bit of a target man that can move, or you want to go somewhere. I know Malin has gone to Dortmund uh, today or is in the process of going. You want someone that can play across that front three. That's a decision, obviously, for the manager and Michael Edwards and and whatnot. But it'll be one of them two positions, Uh, definitely. GD will have to be replaced. I'm I'm not sure. I, I would keep not Phillips around. I think he's proven himself uh, to to be in the squad because I would be of the opinion, as Sean, he said it last night, knee injuries, they had in a death sentence uh, that they used to be for a career, which I totally agree with. But I think what you generally find is they will, I think Van Dijk and Gomez are one of them, or maybe they, they will pick up a muscle injury after being out. When you go back to game intensity after being out for nine months and, and all that, the knee is fine, you've done all your chin work, you've done all, but game intensity twist and turn and we can see a muscle injury being picked up. I think it actually happened to Ox uh, when he came back as well. I think he might have picked up a calf strain that kept him out for a couple of weeks. So I would like to see um, I would really like to see at least six months anyway going into January seeing how the two boys are, which I'm sure will be fine but I would still like to have Phillips there rather than um, maybe getting rid of him and relying because listen at some stage Matt Tip is just one of them Klopp would be doing his press conference on the tours. Then he'd just drop in before five minutes left. Yeah, listen, Joel is out, and uh, he got he got a kick and train, and Joel is out, and uh, nothing too serious, but he's out for six weeks. Yeah, and he might be out <laughs> for four weeks. So mm. I would I would personally uh, keep Williams around. Now, having said that, I think if uh, if a club comes in and bids maybe 15, 18, 20 million, I think Liverpool might say, and and they probably wouldn't be wrong to this is the height of his value and it will be the time to cash in, which could happen as well. But um I would keep him around. But yeah, listen, I think I think probably in midfield would be the one. If we can get someone in the midfield um to replace Jean. I think that's really where the majority of the the money I would spend it anyway.
2: Um, I think uh, I think Dave's LFC chat's been reading my mind there. He's saying keep that Phillips till January. Um, Andy, I think there's a case can be made for, for that, isn't there? Because essentially, it, it, if we keep them around, there's a bit of an insurance policy, and then we get to January and, and the lads have kind of got, you know, the likes of Van Dijk, Gomez uh, and Matip, you can, re, you, you know, you, you re, you're you able to rely on at least two of those. You've got Kanata as well. It could potentially be a... Uh, a market for for Nath Phillips in January from 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 a team who's looking to solidify uh, going into the second half of the season.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm only mentioning him because he's been strongly linked with a move to Brighton and um, uh, who else? Newcastle were mm-hmm. mentioned, Burnley. Uh, like, look, he got a sale of a last year. If he wants to stay at Liverpool he should be He should be. let's stay there should be a, no, no reason whatsoever to be rushing out the door I mean we're not we shouldn't be desperate to be getting rid of uh, centre backs of all positions after the season we had last year and I think Dave uh, is right um, January at the very least you gotta look and see how Canati settles in you have to look at how um, Van Dijk and Gomez and Matups all their injuries progress you know or their recoveries progress uh, they'll have to be they'll have to be preventative. Like you can't just play Van Dijk every game as soon as he's mm-hmm. back in. You know, be you would you would assume that's a bit reckless. So keep the numbers around, especially at centre half. And look, there's some of them that could, you know, Gomez can do a job as cover for right back as well. So uh, um if you see a centre back going like Nat Phillips or whether um uh what's his face uh, davis that that never really got it look in if you see any of them gone i, I i'd be sure we replace them i wouldn't yeah. be sure i wouldn't be uh i wouldn't be surprised to see come back, come come back in so you just just keep the numbers there there should be no uh no rush whatsoever to get rid of those
2: yeah i mean look there's also league cup league cup football to consider isn't there um before christmas i think that gets all the way through the kind of semi-final stage then you've got Champions League, hopefully you get a you know, one, maybe two dead rubbers there that you can play in that Phillips in. And so there's there's definitely definitely a few games there for him, I think, if he if he hangs around. Um so look, we'll um we'll move it on. Um we'll 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 move on to one of the exits. Um the the first exit really that we we were all aware of. And there was obviously always a little bit of a i mean there was there was no there was no cloud really in terms of genie's exit i didn't think from from a from the fan base point of view but but actually um you know he went he went what i thought was with good with goodwill um and but it turns out you know that genie's had a few words to say um and and actually maybe the, the
4: What's happened there?
0: The bunker. I think we've lost. We've lost the bunker, and we've lost Shane. We're not to go, <laughs> Not to work. <go> <laughs> it's interesting. He's getting onto. He's getting onto Genie one album. Yeah, that, yeah. Will we wait till they?
4: Will we wait till they get back, uh, or we, will we have a little, a little chat amongst ourselves? Uh, let's have a look at some of the comments. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. We've obviously been banned from mentioning the, the name Genie White Album. Yeah. Well, here's our host back now. And he will be going back. He's jumping back in before I absolutely crucify him. What's
4: going on? The Gremlins have you tonight, Ray? And Davo. <laughs> and Davo. Yeah, yeah Davo
2: was, was pinged out. <laughs> Very good. Right. So, go on, on to you, Andy, around Wine Album. Yeah.
4: Hold on, me. There's the Davo fella back in now. Yeah, um,
3: we'll back. What happened there?
2: We are back. Yeah, we're back. We're uh, sponsored by AIG and Ping. Uh, <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, look, um, I was off social media for most of the last four or five days. Was away a little bit, and um, so I was lucky avoid that. I avoided the reaction to this Ginny story, but it did kind of catch some of the cynical reactions that are out there, um, and uh, you know that it's just cover for demanding more money. Uh, You know, and Pierce's article today suggested that it, it it was more about the club digging their heels in than anything else. But look for me, Ginny's always been an honest player. Um, He gave everything and he spoke up openly when he, when he needed to, when he felt he had to say something like the, the Champions League semi-final against Barca was one occasion where he was left out and, after kind of winning the game for see, he, he was very sure to make sure he, you know, he said he was disappointed. So he's always been an honest player. So I'm trusting him here. I, I think we own that. Um, Like, I just think that the fan behavior has always been a pet hate in mine. Most people know, like ever since Lucas used to get dogs abuse. um, you know, I, I think even these days it's, it's nothing compared to the reach and influence from the modern social media world, how players, can get um can can hear these voices of fans and, and the negativity as well and like most people part of me is saying oh come on don't be so precious like you get paid well enough and I'm not aware if it ever escalated to anything really nasty like racism or death threats that sort of therapy but even so what what are so called supporters doing directly tweeting players all this criticism and stick like uh, you know, see the type when Alan, was get, when Alan was getting slaughtered in his performances and the value of the team, he wasn't getting assists, he wasn't scoring goals. And we know as decent fans that that wasn't his role. Like no. he was never present for Klopp in that team, you know, and that, and that was for following his orders and doing very well and playing that role effectively, just like Henderson used to take all that stick when he was kind of playing a deep role. And like, where do you think uh, he's being overly sensitive or, It's, you know, the reality of it is that these things are getting to players, you know. Okay, maybe just switch off altogether, get off social media, but it it shouldn't have to be that way. You know, your absolute minimum requirement as a supporter is to support. You know, it's not too much to ask. And what these dickheads are are completely, seem to be completely oblivious to the fact is that sort of behavior that they're going on with affects performances. And in this case, it's played a role in him not extending his contract. You know whether you want to believe or not, but I trust them. I believe them. I do think it played a role, and people might laugh and think it's ridiculous. But the margins at this level are so fine. You don't need to be given your the opposition these competitive advantages by slaughtering your players and having any sort of messages going into their heads, going into games, because that's what these younger players are. These the modern players are doing. They're spending time on social media, and some people are do give. Affected by negativity, you know mm. they they don't they don't um take aboard all the support that they're getting. So I I just think spending a day is hampering the potential to, to your own football team is is a uh, is incredible and it needs to stop. And it's not the Liverpool way at all. I, I expect that from other, other teams, but not Liverpool. We've always been the team that supported the players, and he said it himself when he's in the ground. You never heard any of those sort of groans or, or yeah. those shouts. And and look, we can talk about the void, of locals and the game goers and, and whatnot, but look, I'll give I give these people that are on social media that never go to the games some credit. Like they, they're fans as well. They should be fans, they should be supporting the team. And an absolute minimum is not to be giving your fucking players shit like that. And they uh, and to factor in their decision making when it comes to extending the contract. He was offered a contract, right? Maybe it wasn't enough money, but it played a role in him leaving. And that's thanks to these dickheads on social media. Uh, So I'm disappointed that our own fans, people who consider themselves supporters, are that naive to think that what they're saying on social media doesn't have an effect. It needs to stop, especially for Liverpool.
2: Yeah, I mean, Red Steve makes a makes a, a a good point there. If he thinks PSG doesn't have wankers on Twitter, he's a mug and he's no mug. But uh, that's but that's I mean that's no pack. excuse.
4: That's no excuse. Like I mean, maybe maybe he expects that from PSG fans, but he doesn't expect that from Liverpool fans. Maybe he's happy. Yeah, I'll go over there. I'll earn my last book. I will ignore the fans, but the bond between Ginny and Liverpool and the bond between most players uh, and a. Uh, the club is different than than clubs like PSG. They're they're revolving door. It's just splash the cash. There's no relationship there. These players come into Liverpool, come into Melwood or um or the new training ground. They build up a rapport with the with the staff there. Everybody's one. everybody's part of the, the same mission. So um I don't really think it's a case where he's expecting that different from PSG.
2: I just think he might be expected a bit more from Liverpool. And not, I certainly expect a bit more. Yeah, I mean, Davo, uh, this is a player, I mean, Andy references uh, Lucas Lever, yeah? Uh, different mm. different sort of era, really, in terms of uh, the, 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 the success of the club. I mean, this was a player who... Um, came on and scored two goals in a in a in probably the most memorable uh, game at Anfield uh, certainly in recent uh, history come off the bench scored two goals um he's he's a player that's won a Champions League with us has won a Premier League with us as Andy says if you go to a game I can't, I, I honestly can't think of a game where uh Jeannie Wijnaldum came under any sort of um mm. you know criticism from 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 the crowd, um, not not even from individuals. I mean, Lucas Laver and players like you know Mignolet, years you, you, you Lovren. Lovren, you know would be singled out consistently, and you know fans would be you'd know, particularly if you're in the same seat, you'd know that an individual has got an axe to grind with a particular player. As soon as they do something wrong, they would be straight on the back. None of this with Wine Wijnaldum. So it purely is kind of a, 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 the social media kind of fan, if you like. You know, that's kind of, that, that, mm. he, is, that he is absolutely kind of uh, pointing the finger at here. Do, do you buy this or or do you think that... He kind of, he did dig a little bit of a hole, as in he said Mm. he was going to reveal the reasons why he was going to be, you know, deciding to exit the club. It does seem like a little bit of a stretch in some respects. Are you fully buying it or do you think his mind was made up and he's trying to kind of look a little bit better than being a kind of mercenary, Mm. shall we say? (laughs)
3: Look, I, look, I, I, like it's it's a good topic because I think there's a few different strands to it, right? I just think direct messaging a player on Twitter to abuse them has has absolutely no place. Like has absolutely no place to send abuse to. You tag a player, going you're absolutely shit. This, that, and you In my opinion, that has that has no place. You've had the likes of Neko Williams uh, deleting the social media accounts or blacking them out the picture because of the abuse he was getting. He's only a young kid coming in. You know what I mean? It's hard to come in and give Trent a break, etc. etc. But on the flip side of that, like we're all on Twitter, and me and Andy, or me and Pete, or whoever could be having a conversation and say, Well, I think Lovren was shit today, I think Minnie Lay was shit today. I think that's fine. I think it's fine to have a conversation even through the through a medium yeah. of Twitter and say, Well, I thought your man was poxy today, blah blah blah. Now, if players are searching their own names and scrolling through abuse and all that well look at that's on them like that's do you know what I mean of course what you're going to you're going to get not everything is going to be good you're, you're going to get comments that you don't like but I just think this is just a case of Genie and the club couldn't agree a deal be it, I'd imagine it's to do with money it might have been a contract length as well could have been an issue uh, they couldn't do a deal it happens all the time in football there's absolutely no issue with that the club probably felt rightly or wrongly I always think there's a time. I always like to kind of feel that if you can sell a player slightly earlier, you should rather than slightly too late. As in, we don't know it. Look, I I love Genie. Like you said, never heard him get any stick in the ground. Brilliant player. A legend. Like Sean, he said last night, he classed him as a legend. Definite legend at the club. But he's he's, he's just gone turkey, I think, isn't he? He's played a lot of games, a lot of minutes in them legs. Holland again in the summer, played all the minutes. Is it the right time to, to let him go and not give him a four-year contract on X amount of money a week? That's, listen, time will tell. I, I don't have any issue with the club. I'm not paying him the money. But this kind of story, to me, is kind of an on-story. I don't... Like, Genie Alden could have come out and said anything. It doesn't matter. You don't play for Liverpool anymore, so I don't really care. Like, the abuse thing, you don't, don't direct message uh, player. Absolutely agree with that. But, listen, Genie, I don't really care. You're gone. Like I, I don't believe it was anything. I will put it this way: if the if the himself and the club agreed um uh, money was and lent the contract was, he signed that contract. He wouldn't have gone. No, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sign because I'm getting a bit of stick on Twitter. Of course, he'd have fucking signed the deal because he's he's obviously a bit. It's obviously sticking in his craw a bit that he yeah. didn't get. The, he didn't get the yeah. deal he wanted off yeah. Liverpool. So yeah. which is which is fine as well. Like like yeah. you said it. I don't think anyone is like it's it's like it it's like it's a multifaceted argument here. But I don't really like Jamie. Yeah, gotta be a of stick off, fans. Like you would have signed a deal if it was right all around. And you coming out to say this fair? enough, it doesn't really, it doesn't stay in his stay at the club or, or the way I view him or anything like that. I just don't really care. Like you don't play for us anymore. See, I can mean, I, yeah. Can I yeah.
4: just say there though? Look, sometimes money does make these things go away sometimes money would make you just ignore it i'm just saying that it's if it, he is claiming that it played a role in his decision making and i believe him i believe he did mm. it did play a role and i do think that the modern footballer does get caught up in fan opinion and it can't get into their heads and affect their confidence you know the mm. player is not playing well if he felt that his performances weren't of this, the level that he expects of himself, and he goes onto social media and sees that backed up because you're only going to see all these them comments. Mm. You know, sometimes. Maybe the phrase "if you what you see, what you want to see is wrong," but it's if if he's looking for reasons to 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 kind of agree with that his performances weren't of a standard. All he's going to see is that, and that's not, that's not going to do players any good. Look and look, the same goes for every player at the club who is on long term contracts or would sign an extension. Whether it's Henderson, Henderson's talk more stick than mm. than him, um. I'm just saying, if you consider yourself a proper supporter, stop. Cop on to yourself. A lot of the lads there uh, are saying that, um, how do you know it was Liverpool fans? Well, like, you just have to take it that it is. Look, I've seen some of the comments from people I do know are genuine Liverpool fans who do comment on every game, who do comment on, on performances, good and bad. And they went a bit heavy about Ginny saying he offers nothing in the team. You know what I mean? What,
3: That's what's what's like, what's players got what you, players gone to You you're saying to me there about yeah. him checking his performances to see what? like for me, he's been one of the most consistent performers we've 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 had in the last couple of years. Look like I like you'd re, I'd rarely watch a game and go, Jesus Jeannie was shy. Rarely, like there is games where he doesn't hit the height hit the heights, but he, I I've always found him to be a consistent Performer for the club, give him a you. You'd struggle to get a beach ball off him in a phone box. You know what I mean? We all see that you come in, the ball comes into him, toy areas, holds players off. Brilliant player, yeah. So ah, quality, though.
4: absolute quality. Mm-hmm. But some fans couldn't see that for whatever reason. Maybe they just don't like that type of player. They want to see, they want to see the Ginny that plays for Holland, for instance. Mm-hmm. That they expect more goals and assists and all that contributing. But but if if them had been played in a ten. I'm sure he would have done that for us too, mm. but he played the game because Klopp, Klopp wanted him to play and wanted him to do that role. And he was following orders. He's a you know a real professional, a real honest player to 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 stick to that role for so long and then to go away in international duty and play a totally different game. I think he's a massive loss, and I think I think he deserves. He has the credibility to be listened to there, and I think he should be taken on board for fans. Okay, you're never you're never going to get rid of. There's idiots that are saying horrible things on Twitter day in day out, racists and whatever. But I'm talking, to- I'm talking the Liverpool fans here. Cop fucking on, you know what I mean? If you want to give, you- if you want to give your your the team you support a competitive advantage, and that's what it's all about at this level. Fine margins, you can lose leagues by a point or by goal difference. Don't be going on Twitter and giving your players shit. Look. Like, it's, it's, look, we can sit. We sit on podcasts and we criticize players, but I like to think we do it in a measured way. You know what I mean? And we appraise players and uh, when credit give them credit where it's due, or or um you know <laughs> give a, a critical analysis of a performance. But they this some of the behind of our own
2: fans seriously, it's not Liverpool. And that was a party political broadcast by the party <laughs> by Andy Young for the last five or six minutes. That was a good old rant, that Andy. You were absolutely flying there. Soap the soapbox. He needs to be in. Uh, is it Hyde Park Corner? I think it is, where there's yeah. the most famous of uh, soapboxes. Um, so, Pete, I just want just to wrap this up. Um, uh, interested to hear your thoughts on the social media aspect, but also uh, as we kind of bridge into your topic, um, it is really about. Uh, I think some of this comes back to how the club runs, how the club is run by the owners, and I think we, we you know, we're seeing this now with Jordan Henderson as well. Um, it's it, it it you know when when players get to the thirties, you know, the, the the club has obviously certain ways that they approach uh, contract negotiations, extensions, yeah. renewals. Yeah. Surely, yeah. That, surely that was kind of at the front of all of this and then everything sort of works sort of behind that. First of all,
0: I want to say I'm a huge fan. I always have been of Genie Mudd Allen as a player. Now, from the beginning, I'll be honest, I, when he was a Newcastle player, I didn't know what he did because I, I looked at him when we signed him and I thought, you know, this is a, this is a winger who is not particularly skillful. He seems to have a bit of energy and he seems to turn up when he wants to. I think Klopp did bring something out in him that a lot, of, a lot of people didn't think. So I'm a huge fan of what he brings. But I think what people always forget about Liverpool Football Club and certainly about the way uh, FSG and the way Michael Edwards and to a certain extent Jorgen Klopp and the committee room things, they don't seem to make exceptions mm. for anyone in any circumstance. And that's borne out by the fact that, there's still a huge cloud of uncertainty around what's going to happen with the captain, and I think we can we can all dress it up with semantics. My view would be that Genie Wijnaldum, the club, recognises, and I think he would have a particular soft spot for Genie Wijnaldum as a player, considering he helped to mould that player into what he is. And he would probably have spoken to him and said, "Listen, you're 29, you're nearly 30, but physiologically, you're probably." you know, like Henrik Larsson was, 24, 25. So I'm going to have a good chat with the organisation and make sure that we get what you want. And he was probably met with, well, no, Jorgen. we all agreed that we would do things the way they're going to be done and we're not going to break it for anyone. And by the way, he wants as much money as Mohamed Salah. Hmm. So that was probably an odd start. I think Genie Wijnaldum feels betrayed. I won't say by Jorgen Klopp because that's not true, but he probably feels betrayed by what he may have been promised. And in order to vent, because I think he made a statement a few weeks ago saying I'm going to come out and I'm going to make a statement and watch this, and then probably sat down and have a thought, had a think about it, and thought to himself, "Okay, I'll go in another direction." Because the statement, to be honest with you, the weekend was fucking childish, unless it was related to uh, to to uh, to racism. That's where I draw the line. If Genie Onealda wants to talk about receiving racist abuse, but let me tell you, when a fan of a football club or when a supporter of a football club is dissatisfied with a player's performance now don't get me wrong they're not experts they don't know the game and I agree with Andy's point in just because you're not making goals and assists it doesn't mean that you're not you know contributing to the game there's a lot of naivety but people you cannot tell people that they're not not entitled to 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 communicate their frustrations at any player and it's not if it was solely at Genie Monellum I would accept that point but we've seen everybody receive it. However, and I listened to everything that you guys have to say, and I understand getting behind everyone. But the value of real cheering a player and really cheering on a player is that it's genuine. You know, if you're going to tell every player that he's fucking world class, it, it, there comes, to it, it comes a stage when, you know, your 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 support of that player is worthless. Because I ah, say that to all the players just because I'm wearing a red fucking jersey. Pardon my language. Because this annoys me, I have to say. Part of being an elite sportsman is understanding that you're professional. 150,000 euros a week. Okay? 150,000 euros a week. Now, I'm not saying that entitles anyone to give you abuse, but it certainly entitles people to their opinion. So if Jeannie made the same, statement, said, I, don't, I wasn't feeling the love, sorry for you. Don't get me wrong. I love them. Real football supporters loved him. Like the guys in our form, we saw the value, the endless energy. You know, what he did the night in Barcelona was nothing short of miraculous. And for that alone, he's an absolute legend. I agree with Sean. But you know, unless you're coming out and saying that I was abused and it was over the top, it was about my family, it was about the colour of my skin, then you've got my sympathies. But don't waste that that thing. However, moving on to the other side of things, I do believe that. To be honest with you, his frustrations. He's 30 years of age, and he deserves. He's a professional, top of his game, captain of his country. In the in the absence of Virgil van Dijk, so deserves that final big payoff that he probably expected. And by the way, that Jordan Henderson expects. Don't make no mistake. Jordan Henderson expects that final big pay day of the final contract, and is disappointed not to get it. But I would prefer personally. Me, and I'm not speaking for anyone in the forum. I prefer someone to say, listen, I'm a pro. I've got to feed my family. I don't want my grandchildren to have to work. So there's an offer on the table from Qatar, from Paris, from other clubs of in excess of 230 grand basic. On a good week, I can make 290 grand. Why should I turn that down? I prefer somebody to say that than turn around and say, now I know he didn't link the two. But he knew that the inference was there. So I prefer somebody to say, pay me, than, you know, say I wasn't feeling the love. Not feeling the love is absolute bullshit because real supporters, and let me tell you, he would have been aware of the support he was getting from real football supporters, would have been telling him every week, oh, you know, the, the work you do on and off the ball is superb. So he knows. He knows how that he's valued. Don't talk to me about not feeling valued. There'll always be that lunatic fringe that will criticise you because they don't like you. That's a reality of, of regardless. Even Leo Messi gets that shit. You're not tall enough. In even
2: Mohamed Salah gets it.
0: Yeah, um, listen, Mohamed Salah gets it worse than anyone. And that's a good point, <laughs> to be honest. With you. And unjust of Mohamed Salah is is unquestionable, but gets questioned every day. <laughs> However. I'm not buying the whole, you know, show me the love bullshit. Take that show me the love to Paris in front of nobody, you know, in that fake organisation, within that fake league. Listen, I'm sorry that Jeannie Manalem is not going to be part of it. A very versatile player, an excellent player and a big miss for Liverpool. I'm more disappointed as a supporter of Liverpool Football Club that we don't seem to have a clear plan to replace him and that mm. people are talking about replacing him from within the squad. We will not well, I think I I think he was I think he was replaced by Thiago last year I disagree however but let me tell you something I'm more because it shows me that there was a lot of for and I think Klopp carries the can for that he was probably fighting 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 to have the contract there I think Klopp really wanted it however for me don't make a statement like I'm not feeling the love and I mean that's just I'm sorry, it's childish. Unless he was being unless he's talking about abuse. And let me tell you what sure he was, abuse. he was abused, P. He was abused. Okay, no, he was uh, criticized, not Andy. He was criticized. And for me, the statement he made at the weekend no, told no, me criticism. that he doesn't like criticism. Criticism is part and parcel of professional. Sport. Yeah, by that, but i don't, but I'm, I'm not, I don't think, think it's a be case where he was before. just
4: criticized. I think he was I think he got uh, over the top abuse at times. From idiots, though. I mean, he
0: should he should be discerning enough to know that this group of people are idiots. Yeah. And if certain people abuse me or criticise from certain corners, then I take notice. Every single player in that squad that we have, except Virgil Van Dijk, yeah, look, there's a, look, there's a very it's criticised and or abused. There's a very defensive
4: line between uh, critic uh, criticising a performance or a run of performances than abusing a player. Do you know what I mean? Just for him to make that statement, and as I said, I, I do trust his words when he says then make it. The statement he must, he, he
0: make the statement when you're at the club, stand up when you're at the club, have the balls to say, I'm not putting up with this. I, by the way, I've just single handedly beat Barcelona. I mean, who are you to fucking criticize me? Make that statement. It was a good bit after that.
4: You know what I mean? It was a good bit after that. It was, I, I it was in season you. where. where, um, where Maybe his performances weren't of the standard that he expects of himself. But, you know, just going back to that point about player, players that are on 150 grand a week uh, or or whatever they're on, whether they're on 100 grand or 50 grand, it's still a lot of money. Fans are entitled to voice their opinion on the players' performance. But I just don't think fans are entitled to abuse their own players. No,
0: say, no, hang on, Andy, I never said that. I, let's make. Yeah, my point, point is about
4: anybody. abuse. We sit here and criticize players. I don't think there's a. I don't think there's a problem with that. Players will cr- criticize themselves, but I'm talking about abuse. And he was abused by fans.
0: No more I than
4: Mohammed Salah. more than Mohamed Salah. No. No more than no, more than, no, more
3: than, no, more than no, anybody no.
4: else. No, but this isn't. But the point is, it more shouldn't Jordan, be happening. to Any of our players. Jordan
3: Henderson receives
0: abuse, like
4: I've. Never I said seen. that. I said that, Pete. Jordan Henderson gets more than, than
0: any of them. I mean, right, I'm Jordan Henderson gets more any, than any of them. But I'm not. I'm not seeing a point, Andy, where it's above and beyond anybody that's there. Say it while you're there. I've listen, If you don't like the abuse,
3: as well, I'd care, like to see. I'd like to see there.
4: some of the other players step up now. I'd like to see Henderson say, "Yeah, like." And Henderson is a, is the type of fella who will stand up and say, to, to to put a message out there that the fan, the players don't need that shit. They don't need. They're okay." They probably feel if they do say. They probably feel that they do say that they're being a bit precious. They're getting paid <laughs> a lot of money. They probably, they probably would think that they're they're uh, they're looking to be exempt from all sort of criticism. But I'm talking about abuse. P, stop abusing your fucking own players on on social media. No, it's no i it's not doing listen, any good. I agree with you. I agree with you
0: there. And I'm not I saying. You, listen, I'm not saying
4: it's, and, and it's not about it's not about me 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 about Genio and them. It's about yeah. all the players. The mm. only time I'd ever go take the social media to abuse a player if they weren't putting it in for the short. And we've been lucky in the last few years that we've had players that have come in and gave it all. The whole yeah. fucking squad there Is deserves it, to be there I'll be, I'll based be on their efforts. It, when it, when it but there was a time... Yeah. There was when a it time, comes to
0: abuse, nobody should abuse yeah. anyone who does something far beyond uh, that you could ever dream of having the ability to do. Yeah, it. yeah. And, and, no when all
4: them, and Gini Winaldum gave everything for Liverpool. You know what I mean? He didn't deserve any abuse from fans...
2: No, no. no listen,
4: well, I'm that's, gonna,
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna step in because Red Steve's asked me if anything, el- anything else is on tonight. Cool, <laughs> um, cool. uh, I, I, I thought, you know, I thought Andy made a good recovery from a, a, a Conor McGregor style kind of broken leg there when Pete started launching into his side of the argument. So fa- fair play for. Ah, yeah. Listen, uh, you know me. I always listen. I listen. And look, it's prompted a super chat as well from Steve Thomas. So look, you're getting paid for all of this. No one should ever take comments or abuse on social media seriously. People well, that's face to your face. It's not real. Treat it now. The bullshit it is. I mean, yeah, that's it, wrong, though. That's wrong. It, look, it, we've, it, we've it, got people. It, I think it's easy. I think it's easy to say that if 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 you're if you've never been, and I've never thankfully been um, on the receiving end. I I I think Steve, in fairness, I think if you probably were. In a position where you were getting constant abuse of any any kind, um, on, on social media, and didn't even have to be on social media; it could be, you know, in 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 the real world, so to speak. I think that would take its toll um, on on anyone that it was persistently directed at. We can all take the odd bit of criticism. I'm sure we've all got uh, deg- degrees of thick skin, but for someone to be consistently abused on any level, I think it is just, it's, it's, it is it is wrong. And I, and I get both sides, I get both sides of the argument, lads. But we'll move it on. We'll go on to, uh, and Pete, um, we're, we're on to your, your topic. Hopefully Andy will completely strip this one down. But we're on to football. Um, we're we're on to the accountability in football. And I know that you've been keeping a keen eye on um. You know, Manchester City, because I know um, it doesn't sit right with you, um, how they operate as a football club. We talk about how we're operating as a football club um, and and we do it in one particular way. Man City is a completely different kettle of fish, yeah?
0: Yeah, let's be honest. I mean, look, at. I just think to frame this, you know, uh, look at the amount of, I mean, shame would back me up on this, the amount of Egypts you get and the amount of people that you'll get who criticise are criticizing Liverpool. I've been very, very impatient with Liverpool for not spending millions and millions over the last few days like you know, like other clubs are. By the way, the other clubs are spending the money, you know, the Varane deal in 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 particular, to use an example, that's to try and catch up with where we are now. But that's we won't even talk about that. I think Liverpool's run very deliberately and very very stringently and, you know, very strictly. And we've seen a lot of the benefit over the last, certainly the last four or five years, certainly the last three years. However, I received, and this all comes from the fact that I was, as you know, as you guys know, you're in the the WhatsApp group. I received a a copy of a court injunction. And I think I got it around the 25th or 26th of April concerning Manchester City uh, from a journalist friend of mine in the UK, um, who I won't name. Um, saying that this is listen, this is real, that Man City are in court with the with the FA in the Premier League uh, to try and put a super injunction on this. And I was kind of laughed out with the group Ah, oh, it's just a fake, it's just this. But then I got it I got a message. I sent it to another friend of mine, a journalist friend of mine in the UK, and he sent me a message back saying, can you send me a clearer copy of this document? And that, that's when I started to think and I, I got on the field and said listen, I think this has legs. Anyway, it transpired in the end that the the injunction was very, very real. And it, I, I think we've all witnessed what's been going on over the last few days. So effectively, where UEFA failed, I mean, we've we've always talked within here. And Andy, you are the, probably the biggest advocate of saying that UEFA as an organisation aren't fit for purpose. And you're absolutely right, because they don't know their own rules. But one organisation that seems to not understand their own rules is the Premier League. And they don't seem to be bound by... Shall we say the time constraints that you are, are are bound by, um, and I think the thing that interests me the most when I looked at <laughs> when I looked at somebody <laughs> when I looked at somebody evidence, um, I looked at the fact that uh, Simon Pearce, who is an Australian PR executive and sits has a seat interestingly on the Manchester Manchester City board, and basically he's a PR consultant who's charged with. I don't like using the term whitewash because it sounds discriminatory. Discriminatory, but he's been paid to, shall we say, cast uh, those um the owners of Manchester City in a favorable light, shall we say, in the Western world. And he's, to all intents and purposes, he's doing a very, very good job. But a number of emails obviously had surfaced from Mr. Pierce where he was uh, challenged on the fact that Manchester City would like to uh, report their financial. Uh, income and their financial health in a more healthy way. To which he responded, and I don't know if anyone knows the the ins and outs of this, but he responded. Basically, he was asked if he could make a three million, first of all, if he could make a three million sponsorship look like closer to twenty three million. And his response in a, in within the chain of email is yes, of course we can do what we like, and the short the short the shortfall in finance would be made up by. Uh, by the owners. So a number of these um, emails have come to light. Now this is off the back of Manchester United's FA Cup win and then their subsequent couple of Premier League wins. So I think what 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 kind of made me choose this topic is I know that it's very very frustrating for Liverpool fans out there to wait and wait and wait and wait. But you must remember there's two things I'd like to point out before we get into what's going on at Manchester City with the Premier League. I mean, first of all, when any player, any agent out there worth worth his salt, because it's Christmas, it's Christmas Eve now for agents out there. When any player wants to inflate his client, any agent wants to inflate his client's worth out there, he links them to Liverpool. So that should tell you enough, because Liverpool play their cards close to their chest. Liverpool won't come out, and they won't deny that they're interested in the player. They'll issue some sort of polite response that that player might be uh, on the radar, but it's it's far too expensive. Or they might just say, listen, we've done our business and like today, we don't expect any more incomings. So people use Liverpool for a reason because of the discretion and the absolute secrecy. And I would point to the the um, Fabinho deal. None of us, not Chris Can, <laughs> nobody knew that was coming. It was very much, oh, he's this is a guy that's been on Manchester United's radar for two and a half years. And by the way, he just signed—not signing—he signed for Liverpool. That's the way Liverpool do business. But Manchester City, because of the millions that they're spending, and because of the fact that they're trying to make, they're trying to invent the fact that six hundred that they've had a six hundred pounds uh, income in sponsorship since 2013, which is more than Liverpool, Everton, Manchester United, and Chelsea combined. Are coming under that spotlight because I think I believe, I'm looking at, to be honest with you, particularly two things looking at Barcelona and the fact that they're under pressure and they have no choice but to declare that they've had no uh, no matchday income so they, they're going to, I mean Barcelona on the brink of having to basically show the door to 14, 14 players in order to keep one or two happy one in particular and in order to bring in two or three key players that they really want so Barcelona next year will effectively be 14 players, 14 top, top players, believe it or not. And the rest will be kids. Um, and Manchester City are balls in it out, basically. They're saying, well, the, the rules aren't fit for purpose. Um, uh, Manchester United, AC Milan and Real Madrid had their own way for 25 years. And we don't see why this FFP has to be in effect. So the ball's in it out. I think, to be honest with you, I don't want to bore people anymore with this, but the long and short of this, will they'll receive a huge fine from the Premier League um, unless the Premier League are are more prepared than UEFA, which I don't expect. Um, And I don't see, a lot of people are hoping for them to be stripped of titles. I don't see that happening. Um, And I think even a lot of their balls-out fans are kind of laughing. The whole Simon Pearce thing, uh, their PR consultant who sits on the board, when he issued that statement and said on the email, we do what we want, I'm sure, they use that as a chant, and I wanted to kind of highlight the lack. I mean, football has descended into a joke where you would almost prefer UEFA, the Premier League, even FIFA to say, Listen, if you've got the money, fair play to you, you're going to dominate, and good luck to anyone that's trying to, you know, catch up because that's the reality of it. I mean, there's the fair FFP is not worth the paper it's written on, and I, I suppose. I suppose we're probably all relying on the Premier League to do something spectacular and to have their legal ducks in a row. But if UEFA's lack of preparation, not knowing their own rules, not knowing how to, to gather evidence, not knowing their own statute of li- limitations in terms of time constraints is anything to go by, I'm not holding out much hope. And I'm just hoping maybe that somebody else will have a different insight into this because it's, it's gone to the point where it's completely out of control, and it's te- it's sapping an awful lot of the joy out of this, where you're kind of thinking, here we go again, you know?
2: Well, the biggest takeaway from that was uh, doubting Grizz Khan in 2021. Sounds, <laughs> uh, it's unbelievable. So nobody, knew about, nobody knew about knew. <laughs> nobody knew. <laughs> Um Andy, I've seen you taking kind of question time style notes there throughout uh, Pete's delivery. Uh, you've obviously got got some points uh, ready to raise uh, in response uh, or in support maybe of your fellow Liverpool fan.
4: Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't aware of those, uh, those leaks. Uh, Pete's a very, very connected individual. So I, I've no reason to doubt him. <clears throat> but it just, it, it, you know, it's interesting if, if, if Pete knows that um, other owners of the clubs across the Premier League know it, they all know what's going on. And when you talk about Liverpool, uh, can, can they not just change their transfer policy I mean what what does that entail for Liverpool owners when you're looking at the figures involved and they're just just they uh, writing off 20s and 20 million 50 million sponsorship 100 million hmm. you can't ex- like you can't expect Liverpool to throw in the, the owners to throw in five or 10 million it's not going to put a hole in it. so no. the best bet is to just stick to the plan and try and get the their competitive advantage a different way it's what's frustrating I'm what well what, what people fans that criticize the owners or other teams that criticize their owners should be doing is is um is putting that energy into fucking tackling UEFA and the Premier League, you know I am sick of the the lack of accountability in football, you know whether it's whether it's referees making bad decisions or the people in um stockley Park making bad decisions premier league protecting referees you way for protecting each other at the end of the day they're happy to let these things slide they're happy to make mistakes in uh procedures investigation procedures because at the end of the day all their big guys are are coining it from that the more money that's passing through football the more money that goes into your wafer. okay city might be hiding a lot of it and pretend it's not there but without city's money you know what I mean? There's less money in in the game, less sponsors, less money for sponsorship. So City are making it look like there's more money to be made by football, and it's actually increasing the value of our product and all the products across Europe, including the Champions League or whatever else. So that's why they'll never really, really um, hold people accountable, and that's that's what corporate governance is. The lack of corporate governance across the whole globe. Once somebody can 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 also coin they're not going to blow the whistle. Now it's going to be interesting to see how how that all pans out if it's investigated by other parties. Um but it, it really it really is the um it, it really is the downfall in in football fans or or the owners of clubs energy. Yeah, let's start let's start you know really putting a microscope in these clubs who are taking absolute piss.
2: I mean, Antico um, Antico makes the point. Rangers and Juve got relegated for financial doping. It at, was at different the, though.
0: With Rangers, <laughs> with Rangers, they set up they set up an offshore uh, salary system where they were paying guys like, for example, Tor Andre Flo. They were paying in in a time when normal players were on six, seven, eight grand. They were paying guys that came fifty five <laughs> grand offshore and not declaring it. It was it was a, that was completely off the scale
3: completely off the scale i mean what juve was, U- 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 was referee that was Cal that wasn't Yeah, i mean
0: that there was, was, was the, 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 the there was there was a, a chief executive exactly a chief executive of juventus actually he was a very, um, very good player. I can't remember his name, but he tried, he uh, tried to commit suicide over that. It was really that was coercion uh, and a lot of criminal. Yeah, activity. that was uh,
3: that was Passato, I think. And it uh, was, it was yeah, that was Moji, the referee, and favorable getting favorable referees. It wasn't even match fixing, as what people a lot of people think. It was more just uh digging it to get favorable referees that they liked. Yeah,
0: so, I um, think the, the a, I mean, Reg, sorry, the difference between now the Premier League's investigation and UEFA's investigation is the, the statute of limitation. A lot of Manchester City supporters and good, mm. good friends of mine like Mick Brennan and that online, good good lads, they're good, honest Manchester City supporters since the days of Franny Lee. You know, these guys as well want to see the truth. And the difference is that they don't have the same restraints at the Premier League. UEFA, you know, for some reason UEFA have, have time constraints so they can actually look at, you know, what what has happened without without any fear of of any kind of statute statute of of limitations so I would be more kind of hopeful that there would be some level of accountability manchester city supporters you know some of the twitter addy will tell you we were exonerated which is not a, an exact truth the, no, the a lot of the evidence was inadmissible so by by qualification of that they were exonerated of of wrongdoing but it was acknowledged that they had withheld the evidence long enough in order to make the evidence inadmissible, which is an absolute madness in itself. The Premier League won't have that problem and they've had, they have—they will have the smoking guns and they have the time on their side. So it will be very, very interesting to see what they actually do.
2: Well, I mean, plenty of comments coming in around the fact that Davo, this ultimately probably ends up playing out to, to no more than a fine. I mean, no one seems to really want to bring, you know, City to 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 task over this, do they?
3: No, no. Listen, I, I don't these kind of things are are great for journalists to get um the the headlines and to get the stories out and they and they're they're absolutely articles that should be written, etc. But for the like the boys said, for the governing bodies and for the governance involved, and they want this gone as quick as possible. They don't want, to, they don't want to get them dragged down and dragged down and dragged down. They just want to get something, find them guilty of something, get them a fine, get it swept under the carpet, and and um and let's just get get back to uh, the less headaches, the better. That's that's. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I think the Premier League. If you look at the 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 judge's findings when he actually rejected the the gagging order he he said that justice in the interest of justice needing to be seen to be done i think that heaps although the premier league are gunning for Manchester city it might actually heap pressure on the judicial system to actually you know form some sort of accountability where they have to be seen i mean we were all aware that manchester city will sign a check for 30 40 million even in the final laugh in your face. And there needs to be something. There needs to be some sort of gesture. And I think, you know, to be honest with you, you know, they could you would hope that they might look at, for example, the email, the email that I talked about was sent six days before Sergio Aguero's goal against against uh, QPR that won them their first type. So it goes all the way back there. So the, it's the span of control for punishment will go back to the Premier League titles, all the way back to the Premier League titles that they won. So, for all intents and purposes, there was financial doping that covered those Premier League titles. Premier League notice, you know, this is not new. This is this goes all the way back to 2011. So, the,
3: the pressure. I think, Andy, I think Andy made a good point about like it should be used. Like your wife came out and was trying to be the good guys when all the Super League stuff came out. And they've been repeatedly shown that they're just they're as crooked as, as, as any Super League or anything like that. As Gavin uh, Walsh says there in the betting, if you break betting rules, you get the book thrown at you. We see Nicholas Benton with Paddy Power Boxers on getting fined more than you get fined for racially abusing players at international tournaments. You've also, the likes of seemingly it to pass near the end of the Euros. I think England we having second thoughts with COVID about maybe the final and semi-finals. Um, the capacity was, they still wanted to hold it, but they didn't know about capacity. And your wife had told them, listen, Victor over in Budapest here, he'll, he'll put 65 70,000 in that stadium. So if you're not going to put sixty five or 75,000 in Wembley, the finals and semi-finals are going there. And that's all to do with, it's all to do with money. It's, not, it's nothing to do with safety. So I think yeah. Andy is right. I think if you can redirect kind of like you way fighting the good guys. They just aren't. They're rotten to the car. Um they got in their own way over the man their own rules got in the way over the original city um the original City decision. So I mean like they're just look the Super League should have been really should really be a wake up call for everybody.
2: I mean, at um, it's the only day, the... The, end, the end of the day. This, you know, if you think about it, if if the Premier League, you know, really wanted to go after Manchester City and 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 essentially, you know, what Pete's saying in terms of going back all that time, strip Manchester City of several Premier League titles. I mean, how much does that devalue the Premier League? Like, they're, they're essentially going to be. Destroying their own credibility, their own brand I mean if, if you like it if you're it to cycling and you know the dope and that was uncovered in, in cycling it's a tainted sport now the Premier League would become a, a tainted competition for, for for many years to come so they're hardly going to want to they're hardly going to want to put themselves through that pain yeah. of 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 exposing a, a club on their watch. Of, of, of doing this. So the. Well, app- I was about to make that exact
4: point. It, it values you,
2: their product. Yeah. But I would say the opposite, right?
0: They have the opportunity to tidy it up. I mean, for example, if you look at project longbow, which is another project on top of the, 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 the inflation of the sponsorship deals to the tune of 127 million euros back then they were, they set up Manchester city set up a shell company to buy the image rights of their own players, of their own mm-hmm. players, under and and it was all legal and le- legit at the time, under the terms of employment of those players. But the but the money the money, of course, came from from uh, from Abu Dhabi. So it was a complete it's it's a complete cycle of corruption. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, the, the Premier League have this; they have this solidarity. This is not speculation. This is all stuff that's documented. So they have the opportunity. Yeah. To actually say, well, no. I mean, to give you another example, um, they own. I think they own six clubs world worldwide, including New York City and Al Jazeera. Um, Al, uh, I think it's Al Jazeera Club they own. They when Man, when Roberto Mancini was in charge of Manchester City, he was paid by Fr- Sheikh Mansour to advise off the books with uh, with Al Jazeera. I mean, complete just. We, this is the way they operate in within their own their own companies all of the sponsorship deals that came into Manchester City that were worth in reality 2 3 million that were inflated up to 10 times that amount are all cousins friends and associates mm. of Sheikh Mansour i mean
4: this is the but way they're going to they 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 box clever they know they know it's always going to be seen as speculation the only time the Premier League will ever do what you're saying, Pete, and use that opportunity is if they're backed into a corner and they've got no other choice. Otherwise, mm. they're going to just try and protect the value of the Premier League. Mm. And the last thing they want to see is like, like the Serie A when it took a hip, when they, all the match fixing was going on. This is just as bad. You know what I mean? It's under their watch. They're the ones that should have been uh, controlling all this, and they failed to do so all because they know that if they, if they took City apart, he devalues the Premier League and it's the richest league in the, in the world at the moment. Well, I, and I, don't their the
0: I don't know about the value, Andy, because Manchester City's pulling power is money. It's not a, anything to do with a fan base. I'll, I'll give you an example. If you were to do this to Manchester United, that'd be a massive problem because Manchester United are a worldwide, globally recognised brand. Glo- where it would be a massive... It's like Lance Armstrong. What, what happened to Lance Armstrong... You look at cycling and you go, Who's the open? Who's not now? Do I really even want to watch this? If that was yeah. but with Manchester City, it's like taking Middlesbrough and putting them to the top of the top of the tree. You know, it's you're not gonna uh, damage for a fan. For a you know, fan I think it you, is, I, you're not gonna damage I, you're not gonna damage the I, brand of football
2: by putting I, I, Manchester City in a place. I don't think you would miss Man City as such, they're not the brands, but you would you you would you would essentially you know you're chucking out a team that's won that league a number of times now they didn't just go and win it once like a you know a blackburn or whatever they've yeah. they've kind of they've been there they've they've won it several times now you 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 you, you would you would def, i think certainly for the international market you would definitely taint the premier league brand yeah.
4: Look yeah. at the slice. Just, look at just, the slice just, of cake yeah. they have. The trophies yeah. they've won domestically, uh, the money that they bring into the Premier League, the money that they take out of Premier League. They they they're too big of a of a stakeholder that they just shoot dead like that. Um, yeah. And look, as fans, we'd love it, um, and and most fans would agree across all the leagues in England that they don't really see City as as a massive club, but for the Premier League and UEFA. They are a massive club because... Yeah, I mean, Owen
2: I, I want to get to own comments. Everyone's probably read it by now, but, but City stopping this from going public and the gagging order put on journalists definitely means they have nothing to hide. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: Bucky is right. I mean, it's this is a smoking gun. And let's be honest with you, it's like they've got, it's clever what they've done. They've gone into Manchester, the great Manchester area. They've bought a lot of the, I don't know if you're familiar with the area, but they've bought up an, an awful lot of the area, you know, kind of, they've really invested heavily in local, um kind of the local uh, working community, the local uh, property community. They, they, In fairness, they've really, they've done that, but it's fantastic PR. So I understand you know, everybody has a price, and if, if if where I live all of a sudden becomes this bastion of of growth, of course I'm going to defend them. But there's a reason that they've done that. There's a reason that they've done that because the billions, the unlimited wealth, by the way, of where they come from of the country <laughs> that that they that they rule. And, and fuck, often. <laughs> exactly, yeah, fuck after to today tonight, it, it, come, <laughs> it, it, it comes off, it, it comes off the back of. You know, of a, of questionably, shall we say, a regime, a very very harsh regime. But like, listen, that's a conversation for another night. We're talking about the rules being broken. But no, I I don't agree that that Manchester City would be missed at the top table. I don't agree.
3: To be, honest. I don't Look, it, it, It's kind of like to round the kind of I suppose, back to Liverpool as it's a bar and chat, as someone said. But <laughs> I mean. It, it it comes back every it kind of rears its head every summer with signings and stuff like that. Some fans want us, we should be sold with a Russian oligarch or a state, or they want us to go go bigger on transfers and stuff like that. Look, I'm kind of it, it is a difficult one. Like someone sits you down and go right if if FSG sold to. Um, some to Saudi Arabia or something like that, and they're they're playing money in. I'd hate to be having this conversation around Liverpool in five years. I really would. Is has uh, what way it's gone, or if you end up going down this route? And I know, listen, you're probably you're not giving yourself, or you could be giving yourself a better opportunity to win things if you were around by a state and they're playing money in. But like FSG hadn't taken any money out, right? they've. They will get the return on their dividend when they sell the club at some stage after increasing increase in Anfield, uh, new training ground, the infrastructure of the club being in the top four or five, six in, in the world. So if, if they do their business a certain way, I'm fine with that because I, re- I like I, I, it's a fl- double-sided coin. Of course, I'd like us to be playing fucking 400 million in every summer and stuff like that, but it's been said before. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> we well, got a few comments tonight about that uh, idea, but that's uh, the best I think. It's yeah, really that,
3: that, it's out, that that is quality. But yeah, look, I would I would hate to be ahead I'd hate to be having this conversation around Liverpool. Like it we we've we've got good owners. Yeah, look, yeah. Could the portions be opened a little bit more? Possibly, but listen. listen
0: Andy, Mom. Andy, can I ask you a question? And you'll know what I mean by this. Is it any surprise to you, given what we think of Harry Kane, secretly <laughs> uh, and openly, that Harry Kane seems to be chomping at the bit to sign for Manchester City? Do you follow huh? my thinking here? Absolutely none. I mean, uh, it, it just says it all for me. It's the path of least resistance. It's one of the reasons I don't like Harry Kane, and I, I'm insulted when people try to insult, uh, compare him to Mohamed Salah. Mohamed Salah came to Liverpool, you know, and basically as a challenge. And this is why I think he's beyond reproach and beyond criticism. Mm-hmm. Harry Kane is look, no don't he's given years to sports, but he's he's looking at it going, okay, where can I, where can I take me shortcut to the glory? And it, Harry Kane is everything that I hate about football. And Mohamed Salah is
4: everything I love about. it. I think that's an interesting comment there uh, from Christopher Carroll, Ray.
2: Yeah, I mean, w- would you not question United in in ninety two when it all started? Uh, they I, jumped I, ahead, I, ahead of everyone with the I, team I, like sponsorship. I wouldn't question
4: them. I think if it wasn't United, it would have been someone else. Yeah, and I think uh, as much as we hate the the monks, they they were the ones that that uh, had the the. Um, division and the balls and the far side to go ahead and use their brand, you know, and we stood still under the moors at the time, and we were bigger than them. We were way bigger than them back then. I mean we were coming out of the 80s by dominating everything Europe. Uh, Liverpool was well more recognized than Manchester United across the world, but but what they did uh in a in a similar model to how um, American sport was gone, is they just jumped on the bandwagon first 100%. And, and off they went. 100%. And it took us a full 20 years probably to mm. to cop on. It's only really FSG now. 100%. Who, yeah. Well, I think um,
3: Hicks and Gillette say they were, yeah. I know, listen, they're their uh persona on grat or whatever, but didn't they say they were amazed at how bad our, our uh, commercial end of things were uh, when they got to the club? They said it was in fairness to
0: Manchester United. Manchester United were doing. In the nineteen nineties, what Michael Edwards is doing
4: mm. now. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Now and it, and look, it's it's gone a bit messy for United because look, you see how their fans feel about their owners now. There is a lot of money, um, yeah, there is a lot of debt in the club. They lost them still, now, Andy. They're, they're the still the owners. <laughs> yeah, and then look, they, they're the masters they're the masters are shutting their own up. I mean, I don't think half the United fans really know what they're arguing about, but if no. you look at it, um it it's <laughs> like that. The the massive debt is there, but they have the brand there that they know that it's safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. You look at say Chelsea, like Chelsea are far more fragile, I would say. If Abramovich ever does get um uh bored or else he gets in big trouble, Chelsea are gone. They're gone forever yeah, they off the face of like, the They
0: can end up like yeah. in the abyss for twenty years. Yeah,
4: definitely. And Three um years. I suppose the, the same goes to uh, city to a certain extent, but uh, look, I'm happier the way Liverpool are being ran, and um, and if they do follow United's you know, model, which is what they're going to have done, let's face it, um, and it's made as competitive, it's made us to get get back on the map and and start to win trophies again, attract better players, attract the manager like Klopp. You know what I mean? We we worry we worry too much about other clubs. Look at Liverpool, you know, um, they they'll. <laughs> it's a it is a sustainable future you know and um I, I would take it all day long ahead of what what other clubs are dealing with
2: absolutely absolutely I think, I think i think there's a there's definitely a, a consensus here in terms of uh, which which type of uh, club we'd rather be um getting behind in terms of, and then at the end of it you know we 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 got the european cup we got the the Premier League, you know, we we won it in a in a way that we all feel immensely, you know, satisfied and proud of. I think it's it's fair to say that, you know, we we, we certainly didn't buy our way to anything um, no, no. over the course of over no. the course of those successful seasons. So we'll bring it. Look to to finish off. We'll we'll bring it sort of back onto the pitch. Um, in some respects, or at least bring it back to the season that 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 uh, lays ahead I mean, it is, and this was my uh, subject really for me. This is this feels like the most exciting Premier League season ever. In some respects, I mean, we just spoke there about you know the brand, the Premier League brands. I mean, let let us just let's just forget about the fact that it's you know that it is the Premier League or ever. Just from the point of view of what you know, what everyone has been through over the last, you know, year to to sort of 15, 16 months, um, you know, in our own personal lives. But but just in terms of what we've what we've missed, you know, we see we got a glimpse of it in the Euros fans back in stadiums. I mean, it's still I mean, I've been in I, I've been in Liverpool for the last three weeks, you know, um it, it was definitely evidence that Society is getting back to normal, and I mean normal, normal, uh, with all the restrictions now being dropped uh, from last Monday, and the prospect of you know games now at Anfield full houses—it's still a bit mind-boggling, really, in some respects. But but it is gonna, it is it is gonna happen. We're gonna see full stadiums from from day one, you know, uh, please God. But we're gonna see full stadiums. We're 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 now in a situation where. You know, ourselves, Liverpool, we've got so many players coming back next season. Um, you know, we, we we lost out so much in terms of injury last season. We've got all these players coming back, you know, a few, few new players added to the mix. You know, we've got the European champions in the league in Chelsea. Um, you know, Tuchel himself, um, you know, is still riding the crest of a wave. We've got Ole at the wheel with his contract extension, we've got them splashing the cash. Um, you know, we've got obviously city who are going to be there. Um, you know, they're, they're still the ones to beat. Um, and and who knows? I mean, you know, Brendan continues to sort of work miracles for like three quarters of the season, and then fades <laughs> off. Battle. Um, we've got <laughs> full stadiums for a limited time only. Um, I thought someone would would bite on 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 that prospect, and and in fairness, I you know I, I think. You know, we may only get we only we may only get a few games with full stadiums, but that remains to be seen. Um, and then we've got you know we've got Tottenham with the new manager coming in. Who knows what he can he can do there? Um, and and then you've got Rafa. I mean, Rafa, you know, coming <laughs> into Everton as a as a bit of a sideshow, really. I mean, he's going to you know that's going to give us a, a little bit of extra spice every every week uh, to see. Uh, what sort of meltdowns those fans have when they, you know, when they get a draw where they should have won a game and so on mm. and so forth. So to me, this start this is really starting to feel like it has all the makings of being, you know, the best Premier League ever. Really, I mean, Andy, what 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 what's your excitement level now? We're only if we're only a few weeks away from smashing Norwich by five goals.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh oh, look it's look it's really exciting. Um it's it's just it's just that bit of uncertainty that's still there. Um the way things are escalating um with with COVID cases again. If it does, if it, it, it's gonna be such a kick in the stones if the grounds are full and then they have to rein back in on it. But look if it goes to plan and we get out of all of this now and and the ground is full again, players are back, we start winning games, it's, it's gonna give the whole it's just gonna give the whole. Fucking a lot of us a lift. Like it's just going to be to sit down and watch a game and and not have to listen to fake uh, crowd noise. The guy was even f- still felt a bit negative going into the Euros. Didn't really watch too many of the group games. I kind of felt like maybe this this thing might get suspended. You know, the Olympics was barely going ahead. Um But if if things go as you really set it up there, Ray. The sky don't even need to do one of those special ads because, um, what we've all had to endure for the last year or so, year and a half, um, th- this, this is going to be unbelievable. The players will feel it, and um, the fans are going to feel it. And it's just like not having to like watch, could we just borrow to death football where there was games on all the time? I just can't wait to. To be watching a game on a on a, a three o'clock on a Saturday and looking at other results coming in as well and, and that sort of normality and to be able to have a point in a pub watching a game or after a game to get over to them. oh it's gonna be great. Um as long as it all goes goes to plan. Uh, you yeah, dead right. I think it's gonna be one of the best. Um it, it's it's like uh, after such a big reset, um we we, we recognise how many of the little things are so important. You know, you never would have you never would have imagined in your wildest dreams of losing what we've had in the last year and a half. And uh, if, if Liverpool can get off to a good start, um winning the league next year um would be just incredible. Like to not be able to celebrate the last one. Like that Liverpool will literally just fucking blow up. Mm-hmm. It would be fucking mad. Mm-hmm. And I, I really do fancy us going into this season. I think it's a, I said last season. I really feared the empty ground. I think we're we're the team that is most affected by it, by an empty Anfield. And look, not only did we lose our unbeaten run, like we lost six in a row or something. Mm. That just doesn't happen in Anfield with a full ground. I can't yeah. fucking wait. Would,
2: mm. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have happened. I mean, Davo. I mean, I was excited last week going round Aldi without a mask on. I mean, you know, that's that's where, that's where I'm at. You know what I mean? I can't even mm. imagine going into a full Anfield, you know, 60,000 in a few weeks' time. I'm not going to be lucky enough to. But but, can you imagine the excitement of being at that first game?
3: Oh, look, I think Andy kind of hit the nail on the head. And I think we're all going to be similar, as in crowds getting back and the fans and the players kind of reuniting after being like, which has been like, what has it been like? It's been 15 months, hasn't it? 16 months since, since crowds, probably uh, longer, obviously with the uh, break in the seasons. But listen, like the one thing I am looking forward to, and I hope they do it. And I don't give two fucks if we get slagged, like we got slagged when Klopp got the lads to do a bow in front of the Klopp after the West Brom, two all draw. I hope the players bring the Premier League trophy out and parade to the fans. I really, I really do. I really, I really fucking do. Fuck it. We like, see, see. You're gonna do it. They won it last year, right? No fans in, in in the in the ground. We won it the year before. No fans in the ground. I, I, I honest to jays, I hope they do it, and I hope we get slagged and everything about it. But I don't give a fuck. The, the fans that the, the fans like yourself, right, are we uh, going week in, week out, and all. Like they deserve that. And I'd love to be sitting there watching it to be quite honest with you. And I mean that. I genuinely mean that I don't give a fuck about getting canned or anything like that. I mm-hmm. swear to God, that like we waited thirty years. I don't give a shit. Like with the to wait one more to, to to show it to the uh that like that trophy has never been paraded mm. at Anfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, fair yeah. enough, it's it's a year later than you would have been doing it. But it still should be paraded in my opinion.
2: I mean, there is a there is a replica in in the ground. Believe it or not, there is. You know, you can still. You know, it, it can be whipped out the cabinet. Mm. Like, I mean, uh, even if it wasn't like officially done, like you know, if someone just decided to go up there and just whip it out and off the cuff, you know, you know, mm. I think he's got my he or she's got my support to do that right now. You know what I mean? Just do it. Um, I mean, I'm excited the prospect of even going to the pub for the first the first game against Norwich and being out with some of the lads. I mean, you know, we've not been able to do that. Even, you know, uh, just just, just socialise with, with our with our mates and watch it and watch a game on the telly. I mean the whole thing about now getting back to a proper football programme, you know, three o'clock kickoffs on Saturday and and, and not having every game televised, you know, I, I think I think you know that that again is just a sense of normality sort of thing i mean pete um you know i, I think i heard a, a, a couple of weeks ago that we were we were down as i think third favorites to win to win the league this season third or fourth favorites yeah. to win the league this season i mean where where do you where do you see us rank you know realistically in terms well, to, of to be
0: honest with you I, i'm always more um optimistic when everybody writes us off it's you know it's when we're at at our best when the weight of expectation is off our shoulders people are putting Chelsea ahead of us obviously putting Manchester City ahead of us they'll probably put Manchester United ahead of us now that they've signed a player that Real Madrid have been trying for four years to get rid of to be (laughs) honest um and that's it that's a fact um they might even put Arsenal ahead of us the more they do that the better Liverpool will quietly go about their business welcoming back the best defender the Premier League has ever seen, and uh, and adding some more steel to it. So I fancy, to be honest, I think it'll it'll be business as usual. It'll be a battle with Manchester City, and um, and unless they recruit effectively, which I haven't seen yet so far. To be honest, they've given Fernandinho Dinho a new contract. You know, people treat Manchester City's rumours like Grealish and Kane. Uh, you know, as if they haven't really signed anyone of note. So. Mm-hmm. I, fa- I fancy it, to be honest with you. I do fancy it. It's, for me, it's about the, the new lads coming back and keeping, you know, getting Mane back to what Mane is capable of, getting the crowd back through the door, which is a player for us. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of making huge changes. I think Wayne Wijnaldum has to be replaced, but I'm not a fan of making huge, especially with Liverpool. You don't really need to. Let everybody spend fortunes trying to catch up with where we actually are, which is effectively what they're doing. But good luck to them. You
2: know, I mean, Andy righting the wrongs of last season is going to be one motivation. Second motivation really should be the fact that we won that league and it wasn't able to be paraded uh, in front of the fans. So by winning the league, you know, this season it would almost be like winning it for the first time in in thirty two years. Essentially, I yeah. mean, it, 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 do, you, do you think? Do you think that Klopp? has got the ammunition there to make these lads win this league again?
4: Uh, Absolutely. Look, um, Liverpool have come back after finishing runners up in the Premier League and win the the league after. So we can do that again. And when we did win it, they weren't able to enjoy it. You know what I mean? It was an extended season, and they were straight back into football. Everything that kind of could go wrong went wrong with those horrific injuries, the timing of them, um, having no fans. Like those, those players will want this. You know what I mean? Club is the ultimate when it comes to motivation and leadership. The incentive to parade that trophy around will be like winning it again. Yeah. yeah. They got to celebrate together that time in the hotel. They were all jumping around the 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 veranda. What's it going to be like going around Liverpool? It will be like the first time winning in in long. It's gonna fe- it will feel like that for the city as well. It will. How how um how the place went off when when uh, the Champions League came came home a couple of seasons ago, um there won't be a celebration known like Liverpool winning the league next year and I don't think the the players won't need to be told you know what yeah. I mean?
2: yeah I mean I, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish up with it was just past the hour and a half mark I'm gonna finish up lads by you know coming out with one of the questions uh, I think it was Kevin Ball who asked the question and it's an interesting one because <clears throat> Shawnee uh, Lawson has been Putting into the chat on a consistent basis that he would prefer the champions league this season and it's a good you know it's a good question mm. given the choice champions league or, or premier league um andy what what would be what would be yours if you were if you were told we're going to win one of those next season oh
4: it's it's the premier league like because we just we the last champions league we won we got to pride it around the city and we got to celebrate a property we didn't get to uh to Celebrate that league properly. I would have took the Champions League last season because it was again it was an unusual uh season and you knew you weren't going to get to celebrate it properly. But this year, with fans back and hopefully we don't have any any more setbacks to do with the pandemic. Hopefully by next May, things are hundred percent normal again. Um, so it's actually it's a no brainer for me. I wouldn't even consider it. it okay, it's a wouldn't be a bad uh, second prize if they, if they didn't win the league. But uh, the league all over, and like someone said in the comments there, to go level with United, we have to do that and we have to do it soon. Yeah. Klopp won't be around forever. Yeah. You, know? you don't know who Klopp's successor will be. You can't tell the future of football. But um, I think now is the time for Liverpool to to take advantage of the fact that they are, we are so lucky to have Klopp at the moment. And uh, one Premier League won't be enough. I mean, we have to celebrate at least once in all one of those in front of the fans.
2: Yeah, just as importantly, Ole won't be around forever as well, and I'll I'll take Klopp over Ole any day of the week. Um, Davo, are you on board with that Premier League over the Champions League?
3: Y- yeah, I think so. Now listen, that's it's the uh, Champions League wouldn't be a consolation prize from you now either if he ended up winning it. You know what I mean? But I do oh, if, it the... meant, if it
2: if it meant beating Man City in the final, I think I'd yeah.
3: take the Champions um, League. But I'd, yeah, over for the reasons Andy said. Um, it'd, be, it'd be nice to get level. Um, we think we do need to win another league. Like club isn't going to be around for ages, but yeah, I think listen to like you're the best team over 38 games against some some big clubs like the European. As you alluded to, right, the European champions are in our, uh, our Chelsea, and then obviously City as well. So um, yeah, listen, I think I would I would probably just just prefer the league. Yeah.
2: And the sirens blaring behind you there, Pete Joe Walsh on his way to a call. City's um, lawyers, She's lawyers on their way to take me away. <laughs> um so let 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 me let me ask you a slightly different question, uh Pete. Do you think we will win one of the Premier League or the or the Champions League? Yeah, think? I think
0: I think if we continue the, the policy that we have towards the other two cups, the, the domestic cups, which is to not pay them any kind of reverence or respect at all, I think we'll go out guns blazing. We need to beef up um squad options. I expect them to bring in more force team uh ready players, probably be, be, be before the end of the window. I think that's probably the the the, the gambit is to get rid of a couple of the, the fringe lads. To really talk these guys in and to have you know more beefy options and to give the two competitions a go, I think that's always the plan with them. You know, you know, throw the kids into those two cups. And as much as it winds us up during the season, I kind of look looking at other teams having a good time, and we we get nostalgic and um, about this, particularly the FA Cup. I think it's sensible go for those two competitions as far as you can. I can. I, th- I think Andy's right. If we have a good good solid start, which is always Liverpool, if we get a good solid start to force eight to ten games. I can really see us, you know, going all the way with the lads that are back. You know, I don't see why not to be honest. As long as the goals flow.
2: Yeah. I, I think the other thing I'm I'm going to make a prediction of my own. Now, I think Rafa wins a trophy this season. Just throw that out there. <laughs> I think Rafa does the He already
3: business. did. That's he already one. did. Florida Cup. <laughs> and he got yeah, and he got stick for not uh, saluting the fans. <laughs>
2: That fellow's on the hide into so isn't he? But uh, no. we'll, we'll, enjoy, we'll enjoy that. That'll be. Uh, I'm it's sure gonna that'll be fun. Be a hot topic as the season progresses, anyway. So look, that is that is the form. Come here just
4: before we go away. I know, yeah. um, Dave, David Lennon, in the comments won't be happy if I if I don't address okay. a massive, uh, golf match we had yesterday in <laughs> the uh, city of Lurgan. Uh, <laughs> Up in the north of Ireland. Um uh, myself and Veranda Cheese made the long trip north yesterday. Good god. And we, we had a game of golf. Myself and Gav teamed up to take on Neil, Veranda Cheese, Larrigan, and Dave Lennon. And we did lose the match oh, on oh. Uh, on the fifteenth hole. Um oh, I won't 15, uh Jesus. I won't I won't show Gav under the bus. Uh, but uh, you know, it just didn't. It just, it just wasn't. I just wasn't it Wasn't our day. My and uh, fair play to the worthy winners. They played great golf. Uh, Captain well, you, Miranda Chase. Are,
3: are you saying that you're the carry you gav?
4: I'm not saying that. I said I wouldn't draw <laughs> one of us. Although, although we did have a little, um, a little hissy fit. Um, we he it was the eleventh. As far as I know, and um he pulled the ball left out of balance. My god. We won't say we won't say he was house a hit, but a hit a house.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean golf has been claiming to be, you know, shooting 81s, 82s consistently all yeah. summer.
4: Yeah, look, golf is a funny game, you only get a loan of it. Um, but he uh he got he a loan of Joe Walsh's porter <laughs> He refused to play his second provisional ball, um, and uh, and I was like, you know, God, we're we're a team here. Play your second ball, no, no, no. So is is that is this like is this what it is now? Is this a tantrum? Like are you are you throwing to <laughs> fucking toys out of pram? So anyway, after thinking about it for about. 20 seconds he says oh, alright I will not know I'm playing with a ball anyway and that one went left as well <laughs> so, it wasn't it wasn't the best game for me either it wasn't the best game from uh, from golf, but the, the lads played some good golf true it was a great great course Lorgan Golf Club Um, was a uh, so you won't
2: be going back anytime soon
4: as no, no, we, well no no we'll we go up we had we had uh, a <laughs> We Had a nice meal and some points afterwards. Um, I had, a, I had a chicken burger, one of the nicest chicken burgers I've ever had. So, they will uh, will want me to compliment the food there because he was a little bit nervous. I was going to take their menu apart, but uh, it was it was nice grub. The only criticism I would have is, Have you ever been served a burger without chips? Very rarely. No, if you order a burger, you get chips with it. That's automatic. You shouldn't have yeah. to. You shouldn't have to ask. Anyway, uh, the burgers came without chips. Very was, surprised. Uh, yeah, I was very surprised. So it wasn't wasn't it. Um, there wasn't wasn't a good chip on the day at all
2: from me. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> Um, we'll we'll finish here. We've got a, a super chat coming from Azam um, Uh Two signings and we're ready to win again. Uh, badly need to inject freshness into the squad, but with quality midfield uh, and wide attacker, uh, Sal and Rafinha. For me, don't be static. FFG. Yeah, I think there is a little bit of a fear that that we will we will kind of you know. I guess the last transfer window we've still we're still kind of raw from that and and the fact that we were kind of course on the hop a little bit but hopefully hopefully we'll 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 um we'll secure the targets in time uh, in this window and we'll be able to to go with a with a decent squad uh into battle uh, for the, at least for the first half of the season mm-hmm. and see where we're at uh, in january so look uh we're going to wrap up thanks to um thanks to andy Top red, thanks to Davo. Gavin andy was shrugged back by the way. Oh wow, well, yeah, well, yeah, well, remains to be seen. Thanks to Davo for his uh, for his endorsements. Thanks to Pete yeah. um, for his uh, legal uh, input, and um, and, <laughs> and thanks to the um, thanks to to. Most of all, thanks to the people in the chat. I mean, I, I'm going to call out a few people because there's some regulars in here, but Red yeah. Steve, Owen Burke, Laura Mohamed, Duffy, Mohamed
0: Jaggi. Uh, Jaggi. David,
2: Lennon, David yeah. Lennon, sorry, uh, Mohammed, yeah, top man. Uh, he, he weighs in. Um, uh, R. Alison, uh, we had Dave in a little bit earlier. We even had Sean in, yeah. in, in a little bit earlier, Stephen Dunn. Um, look, we really value uh, and 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 also mentioned the last minute when a podcast as well uh kevin ball look mm-hmm. and we we, we we this this podcast is what it is I, I i dip in and out of um some of these uh podcasts as a viewer it is it is what it is because of these people who consistently turn up on a nightly basis mm, and uh, thanks thanks to all of you for listening and subscribing uh we'll be uh we'll be back later this week. Uh there's plenty of shows lined up. Um know for certain that Jamie will be here on Wednesday uh with his uh midweek uh podcast. Um Always Entertain and he's got an absolute top crew. So um we'll be back next Monday uh with the forum. Uh Phil may be back. Um he's on uh sabbatical at the moment. So uh uh, before I ramble on too long, go over and out. Oh, just one thing, Sienna steps,
4: fill Anfield. The link is in the description, all over Twitter. No excuse. One euro or one pound into Anfield. Bring the family. Um, let's fill this ground for Sienna, she deserves it. Um, and thanks to everybody that's contributed so far, but there's still plenty of people uh, that we can squeeze into Anfield. So, um, yeah, let's do it for Sienna, uh, boys and girls. Night night.